He who does the will of my Father in heaven shall enter the kingdom of heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thy will be done. Doing the will of God actively begins with prayer. It starts with that most simple yet profound prayer, which is the Our Father. The Our Father is the most common prayer. And therefore, we must make every effort to make sure that it does not become commonplace. Haven't we simply rattled off the Our Father prayer at times, rattled it off without thinking of its deep meaning? Today, let's recall the history and the meaning of the Our Father so that we can pray it better. And thus, we can receive the graces we need to live the Lord's Prayer in action. The Our Father has always been considered the perfect prayer because Jesus himself composed it as an abbreviated summary of the whole gospel. In the early days of the church and the catacombs, the Our Father was the trademark prayer of the Christian. It was so sacred that it was not to be recited in the presence of non-believers. That's why at so many liturgical blessings and funeral rites, even to this day, the Our Father is never recited completely aloud. You only hear the beginning and the ending words. Since the Our Father was meant to be known only by the baptized, it was recited completely aloud only after the canon of the Mass and after the consecration because the non-baptized would have left the church building well before then. The prayer Jesus taught us by, it begins by directly addressing God, not as Lord, not as King, but as Father. Father, a title of affection and confidence. A name which encourages us to approach God who knows and loves us personally. He is our Father because He created us into existence. His fatherly care is providing for us according to His divine plan, which is called providence. Our Father will never fail to provide what we need to get to heaven, as the collect of today's Mass reminds us. Notice how, from the opening invocation of the Lord's Prayer, Christ is reminding us that we, His disciples, form a spiritual family, our Father. The collective words, we, our, us, occur no less than nine times in the Lord's Prayer. We are not meant to be spiritually independent, but Christ made us members of the family of the church which He founded. So, though we are each unique individuals, and we may be loners, we are still all children of the same Heavenly Father. And we are praying for all people 
each time we recite the Lord's Prayer. Our Father. And our Father who art in heaven. The visible heavens, that is, the sky and the sun, the moons and the stars, are the biblical symbol for the heaven. Heaven which is the home where God dwells and where Christ is preparing a place for us. Thus, these opening words of the Lord's Prayer are a reminder to raise our minds and hearts, to raise them up from the things of this world, to seek the divine things which are above. So when the world weighs you down, simply repeat prayerfully to yourself, Our Father, who art in heaven, and thus you will be spiritually lifted up. What's divinely masterful about the Our Father is that such a short prayer contains no less than seven petitions to God. The Our Father contains seven requests for things which we ought to ask and that there is a perfect hierarchy in these petitions such that we are learning each time we pray the Our Father, we are learning to ask God for things in the proper order. The first three of these seven petitions focus rightly on God and on His glory. In the first petition, Hallowed be thy name, we emphasize the adoration of God Himself. Tragically, many people do not acknowledge God, nor do they serve Him as He deserves. So when we pray that the name of God be sanctified, be hallowed, we are asking that God may be known and loved by all creatures here upon earth, just as His most holy name is perfectly praised by the angels and the saints in heaven. The more we try to hallow the name of God, that is, the more we give glory to the name of God in our speech, in our actions, an example to others, then the more God will sanctify us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The second petition, thy kingdom come. Jesus spoke of his kingdom, first of all, as the visible church which he founded. And secondly, that kingdom is the future completion in heaven. His kingdom is meant to come. That is, this kingdom is meant to increase and to intensify in souls. So in the Our Father, we are praying that those who belong to Christ's kingdom on earth may become holy, and that their good example of virtue may attract more and more people to serve God in their lives. And thus, as God's family, we might be deserving of the heavenly kingdom for which we were created. The third petition, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
In heaven, the angels and the saints, they perfectly conform their own will to the will of God. And they do so with full love, spontaneously, without any hesitation or reluctance, like the sunflower perfectly follows the sun in the sky. Unfortunately, we sluggish human beings, we need to ask for the help of God's grace so that we can cooperate together with one another. We can cooperate together in living according to God's plan for us and to do so joyfully. Joyfully here on earth, just as the angels and saints do God's will joyfully in heaven. If we want to be truly happy, my friends, we must not force our own will upon God because we will only be frustrated each and every time. We must not limit what God can do for us. So let's learn to accept our own limitations. Let's ask God daily in the Lord's Prayer for the spiritual insight and the strength to conform our desires to the desires of God for us. Father, you know better than I do what is good for me. So may your holy will be done each and every day, always and everywhere. Now, we come to a turning point in the Our Father prayer. After the three petitions which focused on God, the next four are concerned with our own needs. Give us this day our daily bread. The tradition of the church finds here two levels in this request for nourishment. First of all, we are asking for the spiritual food needed for our souls. That is, we are asking for the divine bread of Holy Communion and that we may always have the holy sacrifice of the Mass to nourish us. And we are also asking for a deeper knowledge of God's truth. God's truth, which is nourishment for our minds. Give us this day our daily bread. And this fourth petition is also a request for our material necessities. The needs for our soul, but also the needs of our body. Such as food for the hungry, shelter for the homeless, adequate care for the sick and the elderly. In times of hardship, God will fulfill our needs according to the degree of faith we have in the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. If you are materially needy, it's a sign that you are being invited to make the Our Father the spiritual renaissance in your daily life. So pray it more carefully, attentively, and more frequently. The fifth petition, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Be merciful and you shall receive mercy. The measure of our patience, the measure of our forbearance with the faults and the failings of our neighbor right next to us 
determines the degree of God's patient forgiveness for us ourselves. So if it is hard for you to forgive, prayerfully repeat again and again the Our Father prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Repeat that prayer again and again and you shall receive the grace to fully forgive. The sixth petition, lead us not into temptation. This is important. Temptation is necessary for us so that we can prove our loyalty to God in order to be deserving of the, of the reward of heaven. No pain, no gain. So we will never be totally free from temptation in this life. Only that we pray for the help we need to benefit from the temptation experience. We ask for the light to uncover and to expose our hidden temptations. We ask for the strength to be always on alert and to say no to sin no matter how powerfully it seems to attract us. Lead us not into temptation. We ask for the holy fear inspired by love, that holy fear which will prevent us from offending the God we love by sinning against Him. And finally, in the seventh and the final petition of the Father, we are asking to be spared from the evils which result from our own sins and the evils that result from the sins of others. We can never be totally free of pain in this life. Pain can even offer us spiritual opportunities of humility, of prayer, of reparation for our sins. No pain, no gain. So, in the seventh petition, we are asking to be delivered from such pain as God in His wisdom knows would not be beneficial for our souls. We also pray to profit from the pain which we have to suffer, spiritually profit from it. We pray for the help needed to offer up our pain in a manner which will spiritually help others. And we pray for deliverance from that absolute evil which is the eternal loss of God. So dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in order to pray our Father in Heaven as He deserves, let us turn to Mary, our Mother, that in and through Mary we might pray and live these sublime truths of the Lord's Prayer each day. And with Mary's help, we may one day forever enjoy the perfect peace and the happiness of God's family in His heavenly kingdom to come. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.